0: Warning. The following podcast contains strong language, which some listeners may find offensive. If you do,
1: up yours. That's only if you don't listen to the podcast. Otherwise, not up yours. Hello, yes. Welcome to the Untitled Wrestling Podcast. If you're listening on Jack's radio, you've just been listening to Smoke and Mirrors by Downstate. How dare you? Why? Why? Can't believe I've done this. Why'd you do um, this? Every time? I'll, I'll add some good songs later, don't we? Um, you won't, though, will you? Just be I will. Just the best um, of Downstate. It's been a really quiet week in wrestling, hasn't it, Troy? Really not quiet. Th- you, you could hear a pin th- drop. Th- big ass all has Mount. happened. Um nope no returning legends, no glass breaking, no EVPs leaving companies and going to the other guys, nothing, nah, man. no no imminent internal announcement about to happen in WWE, not a sausage. Nothing, No, not no one IOTA. No champion matches in indie mega shows announced jack shit. Um, <laughs> so this is only going to be a short episode filled mainly with the words of Downstate. Um, Ha, obviously, you <laughs> Obviously, I am joking. Um, it's it's been a bit of a... a everything broke after uh, Aaron and Bender did the news last week. Yeah, and, yeah like, like we did a
0: couple I, of hours.
1: Like, yeah. Um, so let's let's just get into it. Um, Mattman's Andrew Zarian reported here in Rumblings that WWE hoped Stone Cold Steve Austin's WrestleMania 38 match wouldn't be a one off. There's been speculation Austin could be looking for a Goldberg or Edge type deal, and he'll work a handful of matches. This come out after a, a lot of during Raw last week. There was a lot of kind of and um, a lot of news reporters were putting out like little eye emojis on Twitter, mm. and um, WrestleVotes put something like, "If if I what I'm hearing is true, wow." Um, And then all of a sudden, Sean Ross Sapp on Fightful Select just broke the WWE have held talks with Steve Austin for coming back for at least a physical angle, but what they're hoping more likely to be a match Um, ever since Kevin Owens has been teasing the shit out of something. Um, Me me and Ben were on Tom Clark's podcast, so we spoke a bit about this. What are your thoughts on it?
0: I don't want it. I love Austin. Don't do it. Don't, don't shit on, like. It's such a double-edged sword, isn't it? Like, you want it to happen.
1: I'd love to see Steve Austin. Because
0: it would be so cool to see Steve Austin come back. You don't want it to happen because out of all of the legends, he's one of the very, very few that's actually retired (laughs) and stuck to it.
1: He's the only one. Is he? The only other one was Shawn Michaels. Yeah, we know what happened there when he went to Saudi Arabia and got loads of money. Um, <laughs> and yeah, the, before it was Taker as well, but obviously mm, Taker, like not even six months after. Um,
0: I just want him to be integral to it because that's one thing he prides himself on. If you listen to any of his interviews, like the Stone Cold, like uh, Broken Skull sessions, and he talks to a lot of former, like wrestlers, guys and gals that are retired and talks about that whole kind of like the itch to come back and, Remaining integral to it and this, that, and the other. Don't shit on
1: that. Yeah. Um I again, it's one of those things. Whenever he comes out and stuns someone, you lose your shit, don't you? Absolutely, of course. I'm I'm not worried that he could hold up his end of a match because I think his style like allowed him to be it's able to. He's just a
0: brawler, isn't he? All he needs to come out is just throw hands. It's nothing fancy.
1: And- I think if it was against a guy like Kevin Owens, of course, we'd have like a really, really fun match. Owens I mean, would um,
0: just be selling and bumping his ass off for the whole thing, yeah.
1: wouldn't he? I, Austin could literally come out and do a Goldberg style match, win it in three minutes, and mm. everyone would be happy. It's in Texas, for fuck's sake. He, he could literally just come out, hit a stunner, and pin him and leave, like The Rock did to Eric Rowan that time. Mm. And everyone That's would true. be like losing this shit. For, for me, I. As I say, it's a double-edged sword. I'd love to see it, but I would have loved to see it more 10 years ago. I was going to say like 10 years ago. When he was... Because he, he's 20 years removed from his last match. That's mad. The last time he wrestled was WrestleMania 19. Wow. Wow. Um, is that 20 years ago? No, 19 years ago. Almost 20 years still, ago. Still, still, yeah. Um, and... For, for someone who growing up, he was literally one of my absolute favorites. Yeah, i i, I almost I almost liked the fact that like his his last match wasn't was important. Mm. Was that important as well? Like, I wouldn't I wouldn't want him to come back and be like, "Oh yeah, I'm gonna wrestle Goldberg" and just have an absolute dumpster fire. Mm. Or and yeah, I don't yeah. I, I don't think he necessarily would because, as you said, he seems quite like. He seems quite set in like what he'd want to do if he were to come back. Like I know he said previously he'd love to come back and face Brock, um, but he'd have to do it in like a Texas Death Match or something like that because it'd be able to protect, like yeah, of course, his shortcomings and stuff like that. But it it's one of them, isn't it? The spectacle of it would be awesome. The actual execution, who knows?
0: Yeah. I don't doubt that he couldn't give something
1: in a match, but I just don't think I need it, to see it. Yeah, I think he could go. I absolutely do. I just I for me, I'd I'm worried because when Sean came back and had that fucking awful match at Saudi mm. Arabia, it kind of lost a bit of the magic when I went back and revisited Taker Michaels too. Because yeah. Yeah, it yeah. was like, well, that's the perfect his... note to end it on, and now you've yeah. and the same the same with Flair Michaels, where I know I know that like two years later, Rick Flair was doing stupid shit in TNA, yeah, having Hulk Hogan wheel him around in a fucking wheelchair and having having eye quit matches with Mick Foley, like Price. I yeah, and I don't like it. Do, it doesn't feel as important. Whereas the Rock versus Austin at Mania '19 still feels like oh wow, this is Stone Cold's last match. This is a fucking huge deal. Mm-hmm. And the fact that people didn't know it was his last match at the time.
0: Yeah. Yeah.
1: Like the original plan was for Sting to debut and challenge Austin after the match. Mm. And obviously that changed because Sting talks fell through and Austin had to retire. Um, so while I'd love to see it, I, I don't. I, I'm, as I say, I'm, I'm worried more from a selfish note of how revisiting that last match would make me feel
0: yeah also I'm thinking thing is so okay you look at people like Goldberg you look at people like Edge that have come back Edge more so she's had a few more matches but both had a bit of a kind of rekindling of their career they've come back they've been able to wrestle kind of limited scale uh, schedule rather and they've used that to help get people over now they've taken losses and they've taken wins Goldberg's won a Universal Championship a couple of times
1: Oh, go up there, getting people over. <laughs> well, on, he he lost to Drew, didn't he, at the Rumble? Drew and Drew and Roman, he got over everyone else. He, he lost
0: was... to Strowman. Mania.
1: Wouldn't say. Lost, got... to, no. lost to Lesnar. Brock didn't need help getting over. Come on, no,
0: But what I mean is, like, he's, he's he hasn't <laughs> come back and he's just won every single match, he, which is oh, how a lot of people expected him to be brought back because
1: of who he is. He, he did initially. True, true. I, I I I agree with the edge point of view though. Like edge, I, I feel us the, the thing with Austin as well, which was the other point. Like I made when I was talking to Ben about it, Austin can't lose his first.
0: Now this this was what my point was going right, to be. Right, Okay, is you you you've got people like Goldberg and Ed, Goldberg and Edge back. Both of them can afford to have a loss, a couple of losses even, and it's mm. fine. Partly because it's helping get people over. But you bring someone like Austin back. You can't have him lose not just his first match. You, do, you, if you're bringing Austin back for one matches or one match or four matches, he doesn't lose any of them. You don't bring Austin back to have him lose, whether it's one or four matches. So then, what's the point of bringing him back? Because he's not, I say, he's not getting <laughs> over any younger talent. You can still give someone the rubber, even if you're beating them. But isn't the point of bringing someone like that back, like they have them with Edge, like they have them with Goldberg, they can take a loss. It doesn't affect them too much, but it paints the other person in a better light. Who's Austin losing to?
1: Exactly. Like, that, that's the thing. Austin, if he were to have a match back, as I say, 10 years ago, a match with Cena would have been the ideal thing. Yeah, yeah. Because he could have passed the torch to Cena. Everyone would have... Everyone would have fucking hated it. But... He, it it's still it still would have made more sense Owens is the uh, it's a logical thing they could do because it it's is the, it, you, you give him the stunner
0: carbon copy. like he Owens has always been that kind of anti-hero like role anyway like a kind of natural Austin successor if you like if you had to compare anyone in today's product to to Austin it would probably be Kevin Owens so it makes sense he uses his finisher yeah. But I, I still just don't need it. Like, I l- I'd like it, but I don't need it.
1: Yeah. And I won't be disappointed if it doesn't happen. Want versus need is a different thing, isn't it? Yeah. I'd, I'd want to see one more Stone Cold Steve Austin match against... Like, that, as I say, Cena would have been a perfect guy. Punk would have been the, the ideal guy after yeah. the fight, Yeah. Um, There's
0: nowhere else about, though, now. Like... Owens makes the most sense out of everyone that's there, given his character. But oh, aside in, from that, no one in, else to me stands out. In like,
1: WWE, f- yeah, like, you don't feed him to Roman. That's daft. No. Yeah. And in, so there's in, no one else in WWE. Yeah, I agree. There's there's no one else. Like, there, as I said, Punk would be one where that's yeah. kind of like, because they they're the same kind of like character. From mm. different eras. Mm, mm. Um, and obviously WWE did tease that back in like 2012 when he did that promotion yeah, yeah. game. Yeah. And just the video package for that alone was like, fuck, this will be good. Um the only other person for me would be Moxley, because again, similar sort of character. Mm. I agree, yeah. And they'd have a they'd have a banging match, but it's... So,
0: do you, you see Austin going to AEW just to tick off no, two, no, no, three that, matches? That, that's just
1: <laughs> me. That's just me, like kind of like spit fantasy up, booking, like, yeah. people who I'd like to see Mox, uh, Austin wrestle. Yeah, in this day and age, mm. but even then, it's like I don't, I don't mean need it. Mm. Like I'm happy with, I'm happy with Austin coming out, busting out a stunner every now and again, doing like smashing two, a couple
0: of Steve Weisers.
1: Yeah, just do, doing what he was doing in the attitude era minus the wrestling. Like, that's fine. Yeah. 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 But
0: I don't. The thing is, I because it's happened with too many people, I don't yeah. want to see him come back and embarrass himself. Mm. And then it net like. It's like the most recent example is Shawn Michaels. And just. I'll take it. What's that? Wait, yeah. Yeah. I just. The, the only other way I could see them getting round it, they do a cinematic match like they did with Taker's last match, protect
1: him like yeah, that. That that could work.
0: And they have they have like a fucking a fucking a, a broken skull match. Like that's what they call it. They have it at the broken skull ranch, and it's just like a, a cinematic prop space match, pre-recorded. I don't know, but I I still don't know if I want to see it, to be honest. Like I love Austin, and that's why I don't want to see it. So, I don't to, want the, it to ruin the magic.
1: The way. What if we get the smoking skull versus the American flag skull? Oh, <sighs> thanks, thanks for listening. Not. Thanks for listening,
0: guys. We'll, uh, we'll catch you next week. Just one. <laughs> <laughs> I hate you. I hate you. The thing is, I've got to read this fucking next article out. We'll move on um, from the news of Stone Cold Steve Austin and move on to something that has equally, uh, if not more, dominated the headlines, certainly this week in particular. Um, talk of. Cody Rhodes, his contract being up and done with AEW, various reports and speculation coming out. Uh, One in particular from Justin Barrasso says that Cody is headed back to WWE and is speculated he could start filming return vignettes at the Performance Center this coming weekend. Barrasso's sources indicated that Brandi Rhodes is not expected to join her husband in WWE. Cody Rose was spotted in Florida over this past weekend, and there's a lot of speculation that he'll be at the performance center to prepare him for his ret- uh, for his return immediately. Um, what do you think?
1: Um it's weird, isn't it? Because obviously Cody was a guy that before he left WWE, a lot of people, myself included, thought this this guy, if they give him like the ball to run with for a bit, could be like Maybe not main of like a consistent main eventer, but a guy they could quite easily like slot into the main event when they need them to. Um, I remember when he was doing like the uh, disfigure Cody Rhodes stuff when he had the when he broke his nose after being dashing and had the mask. Yeah, yeah. Um, like the character work like I thought he was, he was really he, like one thing love more hate him. He's a fantastic character worker. <laughs> well with whatever he's doing, even when he was like this disillusioned baby face who was desperate to not turn heel in AEW and he was starting to show cracks. And then like, and it's funny cause he'll probably come to WWE as a heel. Um, uh, yeah. <laughs> but like love my ways and his character works great. Um, so it's weird. Like when he left WWE he had the whole list of like things he wanted to do, like he wanted to, go wrestle ring of honor he wants to be a bowler he want he had a list of guys that he wanted to wrestle against in this first year and you see now even now like um oh and also like from that list he literally wrestled everybody but one person and that was Roderick Strong who got signed like oh really he got signed the week code he got like put out that list uh um, and you, you see like when people get let go from WWE now or they become available to do stuff somewhere else they'll they'll do similar sort of things so he's already mm. like influenced it in that way I, he brought loads of eyes onto Ring of Honor when he came in mm-hmm. um, he did some really good work in New Japan with the whole uh, joining the Bullet Club and what originally was probably meant to be Adam Cole's role and then Adam Cole got signed and then it was going to be Cody's role and AW <laughs> happened to become Jay White's role mm-hmm. Um and then, obviously, integral parts of AW. So, I think from leaving WWE to now potentially returning that six-year span, yeah, he's he's done what he set out to do. He's changed the the landscape of wrestling, mm-hmm. and he comes be, in a much. Well, I was going to say he comes in a much hotter commodity than yeah, what he was.
0: You'd be hard pushed to find someone that's left WWE and come back. But much bigger than they were, or not necessarily much bigger, because Drew McIntyre springs to mind, was released from WWE, went away, carved a real career for mm. himself, and was brought back as a massive deal. Um AC3 again, another one release, went to impact, did really, really well there, brought him back in, then not so much.
1: But as he got pulled it, up, it was the the tires were off that though, weren't he?
0: Yeah, so yeah. He- but in terms of actually, as you said, not just making a name for themselves and really showing what they can do. Uh Matt Cardona, another one probably springs to mind. Cody's actually been a pivotal part in changing, as you say, the landscape and, and, and the industry with the startup of AEW. I don't think there's anyone else as, as big that's left WWE that comes back in like that.
1: I, I've compared it a lot um to this like sort of anecdote. Yeah. Um, it reminds me of when Ric Flair left WCW in the early nineties and showing up in WWE with a big gold belt. That's what he wants he, to do, isn't it? That's, that's, that's what p- he probably wants to. That's yeah. what that's what he's doing in his head, yeah. Um <laughs> Where he had like he had like that like year eighteen month run in WWE, yeah, or WWF at the time, and then he just went back a much bigger deal. Mm-hmm. It reminds me of that where like he he's left like the company that he was like kind of one of the cornerstones of. Mm. He's going. He's going to the WWE now. It the the thing is, the WWE are in a very unique position here because they could literally make like just push Cody to the moon. They've got a ready-made main of there. They've got a guy like they we we we've we spoke about like how the main event scene is just two guys at the moment. Yeah, they've got a guy who has from from putting his own like the work in, they they could make him a huge deal. Everyone's the fact that the Stone Cold Steve Austin came out. News came out like mon, Monday evening American time. Yeah. Tuesday morning the Cody Rhodes came. News came out and everyone fucking forgotten about Stone Cold Steve Austin coming out of retirement because mm-hmm. where's Cody gonna go? <laughs> is Cody showing up at Elimination Chamber? It 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 shows like how big a deal this is. Like it it's the first kind of. The first jump from AEW to WWE, we've had plenty... Oh, well, the first big one. Blair Davenport's the first one, but don't, don't worry about that. Don't worry about that. Um, and also, she went back to Japan for a few months and then came in. Anyway, the first direct though, like, we've, we've seen the other way. Obviously, Matt Hardy's contract expired. He's shown up. Kyle Riley's expired. He's shown up. Mm. Colton Danielson, they've shown up. Um, And it, it's interesting because... Aaron made a really good point to us where he said if this this sets the precedence, if Vince is Vince and he's a petty bastard and he just pushes Cody for like a few months and just shits on him and makes him Stardust again, Mm. as in wallow in the mid-card, then it it doesn't really give that kind of appeal to any like bigger names in AEW to go, oh,
0: maybe I'll go back. Oh, maybe I'll
1: come over, yeah.
0: It's the same as when they brought everyone over from WCW and they brought them out. And there were very few people that came over from that that they were actually treated as they should have been,
1: or well Booker with the exception T- of Booker T. Kate out of it. But even then, it took like three years of him like wallowing in the mid-card and yeah, putting stupid angles and fucking bracist angles to get yeah. like to, to get to where he was to eventually mm. be a world champion.
0: Which leads me to my next question around Cody and we we discussed this actually the other day on uh on the train down to London. Um, Where do you see him fitting it? Because. Well. So, so my, my, my point to you the other day was, and I'll, I'll reiterate it, obviously for, for those that weren't there, he's very clearly said that whilst during his time in AEW, he won't challenge for the world championship. That opportunity was there. It went. And whilst there isn't a clear kind of upper or mid card structure in AEW, his role there was very much to elevate that upper upper mid card talent.
1: Mm. Well, does thing- he go
0: into WWE a main eventer? Does he come in in that elevating the the, the upper mid card talent? Like, where does he come in? Like, I know you say he's you know he's been away and he's mm. done this that and the other, and he's absolutely coming back with more stock than he left with. But does he come straight back in at the main event level?
1: It- I I think they could do that. Like they if they want to make a big deal out of it, let Cody do his whole meta shit that he loves to do. The Cody verse. The Cody verse. I'm coming and be like, Oh yeah, well I went away. I went to I went I became elite when I went away, something like that. Like he's like he's well, going to fucking obviously do if he's allowed to cut his own promos.
0: Well, and again, that was gonna be my next point is how much do WWE mention what he's done in his time away? Because there's it, there's no, like, glossing over it. Like, it's...
1: They'll literally do what they did with AJ and go, oh, yeah, well, he was making an impact in Japan. Right. Even though know, Cody's not been in Japan for, like, four years. Um, it doesn't matter. Don't worry about it. Um, what's very, very interesting is they are dropping hints already that it's it's coming. Right. Uh, on Twitter they were they were teasing that he was going to be Miz's partner in that match with Logan Paul it? oh yeah I uh, know
0: who that is now yeah because
1: yeah. um, Miz was saying his partner was dashing and um, they were they tweeted out something like there's a lot of adrenaline in the air to find out who's going to be um, Miz's tag team partner and um, and then Edge when he was cutting his promo um, they tweeted out something like no smoke and mirrors with Edge and um, right. And Edge basically he alluded that it's gonna the person he's gonna be wrestling at WrestleMania is either gonna be AJ Styles, Finn Balor, or Cody Rhodes, um, wow. because he said he said something about phenomenal. He said something about uh, demons, and then he said um, something about becoming undeniable, which is Cody's whole thing was from was well, Cody's whole thing when he got to AEW was he went from being undesirable to undeniable. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's like, okay, well, it's interesting that there's. I mean, if they hadn't have, if they hadn't have, like, just you know, hot shot the belt back onto Brock because they had no fucking ideas what to do mm. and they needed to be the most stupendous WrestleMania of all time. <laughs> um, and also 2022 seems to be the year of unifying titles, apparently. Um, apparently so more on that like, later. <laughs> so, um, yeah, it, if they hadn't have done that, the logical thing would have just been put the bells on anybody but Cody. Obviously, it's come out oh, anybody, Cody, anybody but Brock. Mm. Just have Cody challenge him. Yeah. Like, I, I, I know the match everyone keeps talking about that they'd love to see is Seth Rollins versus Cody.
0: That'd be interesting.
1: I think storytelling, yeah. one, like, especially with Seth Rollins leading into the meta a lot recently, mm. where he's like, coming out dressed as fucking the sh- in the shield, in the shield yeah. gear as Adore, a suit <laughs> yeah like, he, he could he could quite easily you could quite easily have Rollins like he could come out dressed as stardust or come out okay, with oh, like yeah. a face mask on or something like that shitty yeah. neck tattoo yeah <laughs> <laughs> but I, t- I don't know I'm I'm very intrigued to see what happens with Cody I really am. Don't know know what that'll be, but I am very intrigued. Um, Moving on, we spoke about Brock winning the belt in the Elimination Chamber. According to PW Inside that he went off script when he broke through his pod to enter the match, and that wasn't planned. Um, I mean, I think it was. Well, Aaron said he saw that there was a big chunk cut out of the fucking...
0: Yeah, look, it was already like pre-broken before Lesnar had even done anything like, unless that was someone that knocked it and they put a crack in it, and we just didn't see it like during the match.
1: But do you reckon? Do you reckon they had that like thing cut out so they could put the swing in for Alexa?
0: <laughs> oh yeah, I not thought of that. But even yeah,
1: then, I, you I, fucking I, swing on strings. It's not like it's. <laughs>
0: yeah, I'm. I, I don't know how much I believe that. To be honest. No. Really. Um, we didn't talk about we usually give like a little rundown before we get into the news and we didn't so for Elimination Chamber uh, it's mainly because it was shit it uh, was, in my opinion yeah. it was pretty toss
1: w- Women's Chamber match was good Lita vs Becky was decent that was it hmm? that was it yeah Like in terms of anything that was fairly decent the, like the Men's Chamber match was okay until they just had Brock come out and murder everybody in seconds, which was exactly what I thought was going to happen. Mm. Um, and then it was a bit. All right, here we go.
0: Yeah. Um, we haven't got it noted down in the news, actually, but while we're on the subject of Elimination Chamber and specifically the men's, uh, it came out this week that uh, Bobby Lashley, former W. Now two-time former WWE champion, uh, Bobby Lashley, is out with, he's having shoulder surgery. It's going to be out for up to four months. And that was the, the reason he it was kind of written out of the chamber in the fashion that he was. Um, on their social media, they sold it as he was having or going through some concussion tests. Um, but yeah, word coming out is it's in- it's legitimate shoulder injury
1: surgery. Interestingly rather. on Raw last night, Heyman brought that up. Saying what, that. the concussion thing? Yeah, saying that Lashley's got his rematch coming up at the Madison Square Garden show in a few weeks
0: which they literally just before we started recording uh, was announced uh, on Heyman Hustle like mm. Paul Heyman announced uh, Brock Lesnar will be defending his WWE title on Saturday March the 5th at the Garden that'll be a breaking news up until 10 minutes ago so maybe they're holding off for Bobby to well, have his
1: surgery he, he said he said about that um he said, well, if Bobby Lashley doesn't get out of concussion protocol, we'll have to find somebody else. Uh, Cody so Rhodes. It's probably, I was going to say, it's probably going to be Brock, Murder, and Usos. <laughs> yeah. Solo, handicap.
0: Get Solo, Sakur bring- out.
1: A Solo, just beat fucking Brock in a squash, and then we'll have Bro- Roman versus Solo. Yes. Solo, wins, that. All-
0: Solo wins all the gold.
1: <laughs> or just, you know, just send Ricky Starks the, the bell collectors begins we'll
0: move on to the next uh, bit of news but it is sticking with the elimination chamber um, as are the next few little bits actually uh, next up um from PW Insider again and there was a point apparently where the Undertaker was meant to make an appearance at the Elimination Chamber but that was changed and obviously he didn't make the trip Kurt Angle was also briefly planned for this um, before his talks with WWE fell through just let Taker fucking retire stop wheeling him out every now and again anyway he, he was too busy speak, at fucking
1: I was going to say thing, of wasn't He of wheeling out bad buddy wheeled out the American badass of course he did all these teenage girls screaming not knowing what's happening <laughs> <laughs> not bad <buddy. laughs> oh, rock. Um, yeah
0: just just leave Taker you don't need to consider bringing him out for fuck all like what what would that have done oh no he's gonna have another match oh like that's no, that's need. no need no need no and Kurt Angle again just let him go off and do his own thing because every time he comes back to WWE it's just a bit fucking
1: I would have liked to see an Alpha Academy and Kurt Angle. That would have been good.
0: I'd like to have seen that. Yeah, but
1: uh, oh, it, I don't know. Kurt's real son, Chad Gable. <laughs> um, mo- moving on. Um, Fightful Selective said they were told the USO's Viking Raiders match at the Elimination Chamber wasn't cut for time, and this is planned for a future episode of SmackDown.
0: Imagine them, f- imagine flying out four guys to the fucking Middle East on like a fifteen-hour thing to build yeah. an angle
1: on SmackDown. I know. To not
0: even have a match.
1: And I mean most of them have got like families as well, haven't you? Yeah. So they're literally taking them away from the family just to just to go and do like a five second attack angle.
0: Fucking nonsense.
1: Not like WWE to promote something on a pay-per-view and then just go, nah, we're not doing that. Nah,
0: pal. Nah. (laughs) Oh man. Uh, last little bit of news coming out of the Elimination Chamber apparently WWE officials were quote blown away by the reaction that Lita received according to PW Insider shouldn't be surprised at all it's fucking Lita she's
1: excellent always, always excited to see Lita always excited to see Lita she looked good entrance music alone just gets me hyped yeah man Fucking yeah, banging.
0: That, that shouldn't come as a surprise well doesn't to me at least anyway but yeah it was it was good to see her get a banging reaction
1: um, moving on, per Hugo Savinovich of Lucha Libre Online. Oh, what's that? You just played it. Right? Close it all down. Close it all
0: down.
1: <laughs> <laughs> um, WWE has fired Carlos Cabrera and he was working for the Spanish language commentary team for 29 years. Oh, that's something. Um, unless AAA, you've got it ready. Yeah. I
0: was going to say, I saw that AAA have already signed him. As I was gonna say, Ian struggling for work. He's fucking excellent. Top lad. Top lad. Uh, moving on Uh, speaking of of top lads uh, long standing members of WWE uh, Hall of Famer Devon Dudley said that he can never wrestle again following spinal surgery that fused and I I don't know spine so these letters mean nothing to me but his L4 L5 and L6 spinal segments
1: so
0: So uh, whatever they are it, it doesn't sound good but he's got the treatment he needed um,
1: yeah, so that's good. That, I was watching the promo Edge cut on Raw last night before, um, and he actually called out Devon Dudley and was like, he, "He made he was kind of listing his accolades at WrestleMania." Um, interestingly, he kept referring to himself as like not not Mister WrestleMania, but basically like the way Shawn Michaels used to do that. Okay. Um, and he brought up um TLC two. Ooh. And then he just like obviously most of the guys there aren't in the company, right? Um, so he just was like, i I hope you're doing all right, Devon. Uh, mm. get better soon. And I was like, Oh, ah, sweet, rest in peace to Devon Dudley leg twitch. Um,
0: <laughs> spe-
1: speaking of uh, next as well, something we also forgot to put in here. Uh, obviously, Madcap Moss took that horrible bump.
0: Christ, uh, yeah,
1: oh lord. Miraculously, he's okay. That's and absurd. Also, the mad thing, he actually fucking went back and apologized for taking yeah, the I read that. I... Sorry, what I'm sorry, I nearly died because I took a bump. Fucking hell. Fuck me.
0: Got he's all ready. right. That's the main thing. That was that what was a fucking weird.
1: terrifying bump. What a weird cult mentality in WWE though. Jesus Christ. Huh. Um Moving on, some WWE talent told The Observer they believe AEW has a budgeting issue and it won't be resolved until they sign a bigger TV deal in 2024. Well, Tony Khan is saying something big's on the horizon, which we'll get to in a bit. Um, Hasn't said what yet. But no. It's going to be announced this week. We'll, we'll, we'll have a little breakdown of that when we get to it because I know Ooh. we've got
0: some. Hi, hi. Just, yeah, just going into that story a bit more. Talent all deserve. They believe AEW has a budget issue that won't I be mean, resolved. So,
1: Tony's dad's got, like, he's literally one of the richest men on the planet. So if if there's ever a budgeting issue, he can fucking pay pay his way out of it.
0: <laughs> well, you say, you say that, but surely there gets to a point where his dad's just like, no, like... If there is an issue, I'm not bailing yeah. you out because you'll yeah. have only got he'll have only gotten himself into that budget issue through fucking silly contracts and this, that, and the other. That, so, like, it should not get to a point.
1: Um, the whole initial thing it was it was from was um the video game. Okay. Cause he started his own studio for it and off the bat put like 40 million into the into producing the game, like okay, creating the studio, hiring people for it, etc. etc. Um and he even said, like, a lot, like, he doesn't expect to see any of that until the game comes out. And yeah. obviously, when the game comes out, everyone's going to, they're probably going to make that 40 million back quite comfortably. Yeah. yeah I matches, imagine so. Um, especially seeing as half the roster from 2K22 is going to be in that game now. <laughs>
0: uh, we'll but, move on. Yeah. Yeah. Um, What we got next? According to PW Insider, WWE is bringing back the Saturday night's main event brand name after WrestleMania for Saturday house shows. That's cool, I guess.
1: They they put a poster up. It made it sound like they were going to do a pay-per-view instead of... Yeah, I thought that. Is that the one that had Seth on it? Yeah, and they had one with Becky on as well.
0: Ah, okay. Yeah, Hmm. I mean, that would also be like I kind of like them bringing back some of these old names for things like when they do those little nostalgia ones for like NXT when they've done like the Great American Bash and Halloween Havoc and stuff like that just give us Taboo Tuesday and I'll be all right
1: come Tuesday come Um, Tuesday it's super come Tuesday today it is
0: it's the 22nd yeah yeah I know super come
1: Tuesday
0: super come Tuesday
1: Uh, Von Wagner better mention that on NXT tonight Um, (laughs) (laughs) he won't (laughs) (laughs) moving on um, something we we spoke about ages ago um, but it's been kind of brought up again uh, per the uh, PW Insider there is talk of a stadium show being planned for Great Britain during Labour Day weekend Uh, obviously that's the same weekend as AW All Out
0: yep that's the first week in September. So it's like the second, yeah. no, third and fourth.
1: Yeah. Yeah, I think so. Labor yeah. Day's the Monday
0: the 5th, I think. Monday the 5th. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean, as you say, we, we'd mentioned that quite a while ago. And I think the initial talk was that it was going to be, I always call it the Millennium Stadium, but it's the Principality Stadium in Cardiff, Yeah, uh, which has got a roof on it. So I imagine that's probably part of the reason they're going to do it. Because, September in the UK not guaranteed to be dry, so you want that safety of a roof. You can't do Wembley; it's only got half a roof.
1: Yeah. Um, Um,
0: Yeah. Oh, I've got to fit. Like, I won't be able to attend this one because I'm not in the country. But um,
1: you're American. Get a fucking red eye to Chicago. Go to all those.
0: (laughs) What a wedding, mate! What a wedding.
1: Um, But yeah, there's take the wedding with you.
0: <laughs> There's talk of uh just Drew McIntyre and Tyson Fury. Yeah, which which I do not want to
1: see. It, it's one of those things part of me is like part of me is like, oh yeah, I'd want to go because it's a pay-per-view in the UK and we've not had one of them for fucking ages.
0: SummerSlam was the last one, wasn't it? Yeah, well, we
1: ninety had the shitty ones, like
0: we're like insurrection, didn't we? And
1: oh mercy ninety nine. No mercy. Um, but at the same time if they're going to be putting shit like that on and it's like going to be like kind of like a Saudi show where it's just that's,
0: yeah that's exactly what it'd be it won't be like a
1: yeah I I, I don't really fancy that mm. like I'm, I, I'd probably I'd probably still go just for like again the spectacle of it all but yeah, as far as it being a good show like that, this is like kind of the the sort of dilemma I have myself in is like well I could spend that money on going to a better show in the UK that. Like, like a progress show,
0: a week of progress shows.
1: Yeah, or a TNT show.
0: Yeah.
1: Or a weekend of TNT shows or whatever. Resurgence so, or, yeah. Yeah, that's it. I'd, I'd sooner, like, if I'm going to. I'm at the point where if I'm going to spend, like, them because the, let's face it, tickets for WWE ain't cheap. No, absolutely. Even not. a show ain't cheap. No. So if I can spend. The same amount of money I'd probably just spend on a ticket, on a ticket and travel mm. to go to a better show. A show that I know is going to be an absolute banger. Absolutely, yeah, I agree. That that's that's my issue at the moment. Um, yeah, but who knows? Who knows? We'll see what they announce. Yeah, Cody Rhodes might change my mind.
0: <laughs> uh, and next up uh, and last for WWE news. PW Insider reports that James Curtin, formerly known as Drake Maverick and formerly known as Rockstar Spud, has been working as a member of the Raw creative team for the last three to four weeks. Uh, He was released from WWE talent contract last November uh, and his post-firing video uh, garnered a lot of praise from the likes of John Cena. Now, this most recent firing November is the second time in a year that he was fired by WWE, I was talking to a friend about it earlier and I was saying, Why would you go back to a company that's already fired you twice? Like, that to me, like, they,
1: twice I, I, I ser-
0: yeah, I certainly wouldn't go back to a job that had fired me twice if the Decathlon or whichever fucking nonsense retailer, and I will call them that because they're assholes. But if They they sacked me off twice and then said, oh, we want you back again. Well, fuck you. Absolutely not. So I, like personally, I wouldn't do it, but...
1: Roy, Roy's shooting from the hip, losing as a sponsorship deal um. here. <laughs> but,
0: I, again, I was, I was, when I was no, talking to my friend I'm, about it earlier on, he, he uh, has wrestled with Drake Maverick, uh, Rotz years ago, with him being from Birmingham. Um, and he said, you know, it's probably easier to do that than to try and go and grind it out on the independence, which is what the alternative is, I guess, for for, for mm. him. And he brought up a quote, I think it was Kevin Nash that said it if you were sort of stood in front of an ATM machine and it kept giving out $20 notes, how long would you stand there for? Like, as in, like, when do you walk away from that? If it's just churning out money at you. Mm. So I get it, but I just think they've shown now on two separate occasions that they don't care about or it, or at least comes what, across that they don't.
1: What's quite interesting about this is, well, the 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 Feifel article actually said that he's very well liked within the company, um, yeah. which I, I don't doubt. He seems like a lovely fella. Mm. Um, what's interesting about this? Obviously, control your narrative. He's his two best mates to Braun Strowman and. Yeah, uh, EC3, who are setting up this company, um, and he would have probably been guaranteed the job there. Yeah, but also he did, he did say that, um, in that video that John Cena praised, um, that if he, if he were to leave WWE, it'd probably be his like his last job in wrestling. He'd probably retire. Mm. So maybe that's what it is. He's maybe maybe he's thought, oh yeah. I'm I'm gonna retire. I mean, he could have he could have fucking walked into a job in impact, I imagine, as well. He has yeah, a history. Uh, um even if he's doing that kind of thing, like somewhere like MLW, Ring of Honor, who've just kind of like gutted their uh, their roster. Mm. Could have could have done something there. Um but yeah, I mean he's he's from just those videos you've see, we've seen, he's a great mind for the business. Um yeah. And long may it continue. Um, Definitely. hopefully, hopefully, in working backstage in WWE means he starts putting up better product. We'll see. I'm not holding breath. Um, <laughs> right. Um, so that was the WWE news. Getting into some NXT, just a little bite of NXT, like a little, little, uh, a little, little hors d'oeuvres. But
0: an hors d'oeuvres that's the word. Couldn't think of what it was.
1: so first off. WWE has announced they are planning to run NXT Stand and Deliver on Saturday, April the second at noon, um, before night one of WrestleMania thirty-eight. Pair WrestleVotes uh, speculation from Wrestling Observer Radio and elsewhere is that Dolph Ziggler vs. Braun Breaker will happen on that show.
0: Right. Firstly, God. you called it, well, you called it Stand and Deliver last year because it was pirate themed. It's not pirate themed this year. So, what are you playing at? Don't
1: worry about it. It's
0: bollocks. Uh second like 2.0, mate. <laughs> it
1: you know. feels
0: like they're now just treating NXT as essentially a pre-show to mania instead of it being its own thing. Yeah. That's a shame. Uh but I am really excited for Ziggler and Bron Breaker, which I didn't think I'd Dolph. say.
1: Dolph's gonna bump his ass off of Bron, isn't he? He will.
0: He's gonna make Bron look absolutely amazing. Yeah. Which he doesn't need. Think- because you know he's a more than capable wrestler, and he's looked but good he's in ninety nine percent of his matches. But Ziggler's going to bump like a madman, and he's going to make Breaker look like an absolute animal.
1: Yeah, um, and yeah, it's, what else do you think is going to be on that card? Um, well, one thing I will tag team say- match.
0: We're getting get the tag titles out. We? We're going to get Imperium and Creed Brothers.
1: Yeah. Uh, one thing I will say um, about this, at least it's on at a reasonable time. Yeah. It's on 5pm our time.
0: That's all right. It's same time so we, as each but
1: the Saudi shows, isn't it? We, yeah, we get like two or three hours of NXT, then we get a nap and then we get WrestleMania. Done. Jobs are good. Yeah. yeah,
0: that's fine. Um, but yeah, I'm, I'm excited for that match. I, I think Sigler and Breaker would be good. I think the Creed Brothers and Imperial will be good. That will be on the card. Um... I imagine we're getting Mandy Rose and who are they lining up next for her? Uh,
1: Haven't they been teasing Cora Jade?
0: Yeah, a little bit. Yeah, um, we might get Kaylee
1: Ray. Kaylee Kaylee Ray,
0: Ray, she already had a match against her. The other way, like she forced, I'm sure she did, from what I can remember. Um, But we may well get a rematch that.
1: Wasn't it at a vengeance day? Mm.
0: Um, but I wouldn't be against seeing them again, and I'd like to think that Kaylee Ray wins that. They've got yeah. to put some like a, a a big kind of marquee women's match on it for Mania weekend.
1: Yeah. They haven't announced anything for NXT UK around that time yet. They? No,
0: nah, they did Prelude last year, didn't they?
1: Hmm. Maybe yeah. they'll with the like the borders opening a bit more. Maybe they'll do um. Some kind oh. of pay matches on there.
0: Worlds collide, well, maybe do. not
1: worlds collide. But like, maybe they'll do like a couple of. Although I don't, I don't see Mako versus Mandy Sat. Mako Satsuma versus Mandy Rose happening anytime soon. Um, <laughs> but I, I could, I could feasibly see like Ilya defending it against like yeah. some. Maybe even Champa if Champa's yeah, just for men Champa. But then Champa, Champa also wrestled on Raw last night. He did, yeah. Um, we'll see that
0: be alright yeah uh, and then last little bit of NXT news uh, former Ring of Honor ring announcer and wrestler Quinn McKay has joined NXT and will be hosting their live new sorry will be hosting their new show Level Up under the new ring name of Kelly Kincaid
1: I just realised typed ring announcer for some reason it's she was actually a backstage interview but either way she was very good oh sweet yeah, it's good Good signing. Um, I know she was talking about wanting to wrestle more, so it's hopefully going to lead to her doing some wrestling in NXT, but who knows? Sweet. Either way, she's a good personality.
0: Yeah. That's all of NXT. Told you. Bite size. Yeah. Little hors d'oeuvre. So next up, AEW news. Um, We spoke about it in WWE news. There's... On rare occasions, there's actually crossover. Uh, and on this occasion, it involves one Cody Rhodes. So his contract uh, apparently had an option that Tony Khan could have exercised to give Cody a raise and keep him for another two years. That is according to the Wrestling Observer Newsletter. Khan did that with Hangman and the Bucks deals, but the Observer source speculated that he didn't in this case because he knew Rhodes was unhappy.
1: Mm. Unhappy because. He's not allowed to win a title. I mean, um, he thought that on himself. Yeah. Um, and Andrew Zarian added to this as well, uh, saying uh, on the We're Live Pal podcast, is a great name, um, that people on WWE side were the ones who first contacted the media to tip them off the story of Cody Rose leading AW. Zarian said the WWE guys were waving their WWE flag in victory over the news, and the celebratory tone was excessive given to Cody had not signed with WWE. Oh, God. It's, it's okay going to be like fucking... It's going to be like Sting fucking going into WWE all over again, isn't it? They're going to have Triple H defeat him for the E.
0: Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's typically WWE, isn't it? Like... Think, excessive celebratory tone he's not yeah, even like, there
1: yet we we should give them the benefit of the doubt as I say this does indicate they might actually push Cody uh,
0: I'll believe it when I see it yeah I really will I don't I, don't, I the, still the don't thing, see it
1: the thing is though as well like obviously he's part of um, a couple of TV shows and stuff now so he's got a bit more of like a mainstream appeal to him than what he did have Rose to the mid-card. roads to the mid-card. Um, Stardust to the top. Stardust uh, to the top. <laughs> the, the Go Big Show. Like, that weird America's Got Talent kind of slash Factor kind of show. Yeah. um, But he the point I'm making is he, he's, he's getting about a bit more. So mm. that, that obviously... I mean, look at The Miz. He's fucking got, like, a job for life because he does shit like that. True, true. So... Who knows? Um, we'll we'll see. Uh, just to add to this as well, uh, someone told Andrew Zarian that Cody was particularly upset with the Forbes profile on Tony Khan, where Khan took all the credit for AW success. It um, didn't really. Uh, it's weird that he didn't really take all the credit. He just kind of said, like, so it was at, It was after kind of Cody had started like all the Cody Bear stuff and. All right. cut, long rambling promos about being the fucking being like becoming a dad and all that shit and after like he was ending racism and all that bollocks um, and <laughs> oh cool <laughs> yeah <laughs> Um that, but yeah like he, he basically Tony Khan kind of took like a bit like took like that control away from all the EVPs not just Cody and in that interview, he'd kind of turned around and said, Oh, yeah, I, I wear many hats these days. I'm a booker, I'm a promoter, I do mm-hmm. this, that, as opposed to kind of having like a bit more of a backseat and just like allowing them to run the day to day stuff. Yeah, yeah. Um, but you know, play silly games, win silly prizes. That's right. <laughs> um,
0: moving on, last little bit of Cody related news. Um, while Cody Rhodes did have his supporters in the AEW locker room, the Wrestling Observer Newsletter says, quote, a lot of the talent were quietly celebrating Rhodes' exit. The hero treatment given to him by some in the company after he left is a great public story, but not the real story.
1: It, it's interesting, isn't it? Like, um, it, it? It's interesting because everyone who's kind of jumped to the defense of Cody and Brandy. Mm. The first word they've always used was professional. Yeah. Now, that's great. It's good. It's good. The professionals. It. If you jump into someone's defense, like if someone came up to me and said, oh, that Troy's an asshole. First, I'd agree with them. Uh, Prick. Prick. <laughs> <laughs> But then I'd also be like, "Oh, I wouldn't." The first thing I'd say is, "Oh no, he's not professional." There you go. I, w- I wouldn't. I wouldn't say that straight away. I'd. I'd probably like praise like something else first, like say, mm-hmm. "Oh, he's not. He's a lovely fellow. He, he's blah, blah, this, 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 and this." I wouldn't go. Oh yeah, he's really professional. Yeah, I get what you mean. That that to me is like, and I'm not doubting. Like, I'm I'm not for one second disputing, like, they, these people coming out and saying, like, saying, oh, yeah, like, it, it, it's, they're going to be missed and they were a great part of the locker room. It, it's just odd to me that that's the first thing they go to with jumping to someone's defence. Yeah. Yeah, it's a but, bit odd. I agree with you. I agree. That, that to me, doesn't scream... It, it doesn't scream well liked it screams easy to work with mm-hmm.
0: we'll see well, I'm sure once he eventually jumps ship to WWE and all the rats will come out and start fucking out. I don't know he'll,
1: he'll, <laughs> he'll, be, he'll be on his fucking best behaviour
0: <laughs>
1: he's shitting himself that Bruce Pritchard going to get him in polka dots
0: <laughs> oh god um,
1: but, yeah, uh, moving on. Uh, regarding the AEW contract, uh, Wrestling Observing Newsletter says, Jericho signed through to the first week of 2024. Kenny Omega has the year left on his deal, and Jericho and Punk are believed to be the company's highest paid stars. Um, I know, obviously, it comes no surprise that about the highest paid. I know Cody was talking about, um, like, tiered contracts in, in uh, AEW, of, like, where you are on the card, essentially, is where you'll get paid. Right. Um, whether and that's what's cool about that is that's whether you're a man or a woman, the, where where you are on the card. Yeah.
0: Regardless agree, of gender. Up. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Um. And he said like the it was like um you get like a provisional thing if you're just doing dark matches to then like as like a tryout system. Mm. Then you have been signed and you're like kind of like the entry level, so to speak. Um. Slash developmental. Then you've got like the mid card to like TV talent sort of thing. Then you've got main event and then you've got Jericho. yeah. Um, yeah. So I, I yeah, it doesn't surprise me that Punk matched that because it would take a, a big offer to get a guy to come out of retirement after seven years, I'd imagine.
0: Makes you wonder how much they're offering Steve Austin to potentially come out of retirement after 20
1: years. Well he doesn't need the money, does he? So no well punk doesn't need the money either, does he? No. Nah. No,
0: none of those people there that are on city contracts need the money. Jericho's fine without even now, wrestling another be, day in his life off the back of Fozzie. Yeah.
1: To, to be fair, um, I do remember I do remember Punk saying that like he'd because obviously WWE did offer him something when yeah. the words broke out and he said he turned down a significantly larger offer from them to go to AEW because of um just wanting to go to AEW. Yeah, yeah.
0: yeah.
1: Oh that's cool, um, Ellen. Yeah. But it still comes as no surprise to me that Punk no. is one of the, the highest thirds. Yeah, definitely. I mean, <laughs> the, the, they got that back in fucking t-shirt sales alone on the first weekend he I was going to
0: say, yeah, uh, again, <laughs> like <laughs> Punk could not wrestle another day and still live off t-shirt sales.
1: Punk still only has like two AEW t-shirts as well. Really? Yeah, he's got the... The white version and he's got a black version of it because the white version sold out so quick. <laughs> um so they they put it on like a they just put it on a play black t instead. Nice, <laughs> but nice. they're the only they're the only two like actual AW shirts he's got. Um which when you think Cody was releasing like three fucking four shirts a week. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. it reminds me of the uh, the quote made about Jeff Jarrett on the WWE network. What's that? He broke so many of the guitars and didn't draw a dime.
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Uh, speaking of someone who does draw dimes, uh, Kenny Omega told the Wrestling Observer uh, Wrestling Observer Radio that he still needs surgery for his umbilical hernia and he won't be able to return until six to eight weeks after that happens.
1: We were talking about this, weren't we? Like, with, obviously, Kenny... Had like a litany of injuries mm. um, over the like sort of 12 months, and he's still been able to perform at, at the at the caliber that um, he's like at, at the caliber that he was. And then, like, this interview he did with the wrestling observer news, like, he like obviously he talked a lot about the injuries, talked a lot about Cody's situation as well, which was eye-opening. Um, yeah, yeah. But the, the injury side, like he was saying about how there was an episode of Impact where he did the running and they had to cut the whole segment. Mm. He was literally like doubled over in pain. He looked like a little old man running out. And That's when bad. you Bless him. When you think like the matches he was having and like even the Hangman match was fucking incredible and mm. we knew just how fucked Kenny was at that point.
0: Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. And the match with Christian as well. I and mean, we knew just how fucked Kenny was at that point. Mm. Like it, it's it's hard to argue, isn't it, that he's like one of the best in the world at the moment. When he's like he's yeah. putting he's putting out work that good when he's that fucked. And mm. I used he, mm. he was saying like both his knees are fucked. Um, he doesn't think they'll need surgery his neck's like on its way but he doesn't think he'll need surgery and he said he's. he also said that he's not planning on coming back until he's pain free or at least somewhat pain free good which is good because he's fucking earned it yeah um, yeah doing the Lord's work and well not just AW all over the place all over the place yeah but it, it's good as well because when he does come back it's going to be a bigger deal
0: yeah for sure
1: if he was, if there was talk, he was coming back at Revolution. If he had to just come back at the end of Revolution, would have been like, "Oh yeah, he's Kenny. He looks, he looks like he's struggling still."
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah.
1: Um, but yeah, I, I just, I just want him to be healthy. That's the main, the most important part of this is Kenny's healthy. Yeah, happy and Agreed. healthy. Agreed. Um, moving on, we'll go to this big announcement that Tony Khan has been teasing all week um Wrestling Observer Radio Dave Meltzer said the massive news Tony Khan teased last week probably isn't a free agent signing but more like a business deal further further to that Meltzer said aew is being a little more conservative in regards to its signings until the next TV deal where they hope to get an increase um yeah there's he, he, he's been talking about like, how oh, he's been locked in talks and he hopes, he hopes to have it announced on Friday. He's still in negotiations. Um, I've got a feeling it's either going to be a streaming service mm. or it's going to be a new TV deal. They're going to announce. Yes.
0: Streaming would be banging. So mm. if they like get the acquisition of like Ring of Honor stuff included in that.
1: Interesting, interestingly about that, um, so Tony Shavani said uh the middle of last year that he reckons that they'll have a streaming service by the end of 2022. Sweet. So that obviously would indicate that there's something on the horizon with that. Yeah um the the other thing is they were saying like obviously they did the house show last year around like Mania Week. Mm-hmm. Um, and they were saying they recorded it, but they didn't actually like they, they never heard it. He was saying that they're gonna whenever they do shows like that, they're gonna record it and then put it up on their like ah nice can save at a later point. Decent. Um, yeah, I, I, the only other thing I can think of possibly being is like a big international or domestic events like something something of the scale of like the Grand Slam show. Right, right. Um, Meltzer was talking about how like the three big markets they need to kind of try and break into this. Ideally, this year, but in the in in the imminent future, would be um, the UK, Canada, and California.
0: Why California specifically?
1: They basically they've only really worked the shows they like on the east coast. Yeah. Um, oh, okay. The fairest, the fairest, like towards the west coast, they've gone is uh, they've done a show in Vegas and they've done a few shows in Texas. Right. Um, so that's why California is kind of like the one, the big like market in America. They've not actually done yet. I see. Also, with like a lot of the talent, like the young bucks, um, Christopher Daniels, uh, Frank Kazarian, and Brendan Cutler, to name a few, being like California natives, it's kind of like a no right, brain. Right. Uh, do okay. like, yeah. Um. There's and then the final bit of kind of like speculation, the, that we spoke about uh, a few weeks ago. Is this talk of AEW doing a big cross brand show in New Japan at some point? Mm, yeah. Maybe. Yeah. Could be that. Could be that.
0: Could be that. Hopefully, it's that.
1: He said he was working on something big in regards to like working with other companies mm. down the line, but he never gave a time frame on that. But okay. either way, I, it, it's in-
0: cool. It's going to benefit the fans, whatever it is that these things usually do when it involves Tony Khan and, and, and announcement? So.
1: Well, you, usually he says he's got a big announcement and it's never as big as it's going to be,
0: yeah. but it's
1: it's always something that's quite cool. Yeah, yeah. If he's saying that something massive, I feel like it's going to be something fucking monumental. <laughs> we'll see.
0: We'll keep it covered. Uh, yeah. Next up, penultimate bit of news. AEW has a, quote, working plan to bring Buddy Matthews, formerly known as WWE's Buddy Murphy, to... Um, to bring him into the company. That's according to Fight for Select. The site says several talents were told of the plan last month.
1: I'm gonna guess those talents are Pac, Malachi Black, Brody King, <laughs> Penfield, Ray
0: <laughs>
1: uh, Yeah, they did they, a the House of Black vignette this week. Right. Uh, it, it came out kind of like Wednesday afternoon that Buddy was pretty much a lot to join. And obviously, Malachi did his awesome video packages when he, um, when he, like, the day just the day, before he debuted, wasn't it? Like, he wasn't it? He put, put it out, um, and but he did one that was in the same within the same universe. So, yeah, that, so, uh, where it reused like Josiah Williams and the other doctor that he did the black sick on, yeah, yeah. Uh, and it was the same like mental institution and all that. Mm-hmm. that they were it, um.
0: Excited for it! I'd love to see him there, the, certainly in the House of Black.
1: Yeah, the video packet. buddy has been so Brody King was the first to start doing little teasers on Twitter, and me and Ben broke this down in the AW podcast yesterday. That it's cool because he's got the Malachi's got the whole cult leader thing going for him, hmm. and like he does a vignette where it's like it's almost like indoctrinating people, right? Like when he did the Brody King one and this buddy yeah. yeah. Man, yeah. Buddy Matthews one was a bit, very of a similar ilk where he was like presenting tarot cards. And Mm. he said, it's time for judgment. And Brody says, who are we waiting for? And Malachi says, history. And then you see the door open. Ah. And so interestingly, you see the door open behind them. And then you see what's clearly a very blurry buddy. Matthews walk into the room (laughs) focus. Now, since that on both fight TV and on any kind of thing they put out, they've had a fade to black as the door opens. Ah, right, okay. Um, but, yeah, I mean, this, this this whole idea, like I know uh, Buddy and Swerve have both been kind of teasing the House of Black affiliate. Mm. Um, Swerve actually today said he'd be open to the idea of joining AW and he seems very much like he's going to be a lock to do so. <laughs> top, top, top lad, Swerve. What a, what a lovely man Swerve what was. What an absolute gent he was. Darling he was. Love that guy. Um, but yeah, uh, it, it's cool because they're, they're kind of teasing it. And it's almost like them doing the teasing on Twitter is as if they've kind of picked up the pamphlet to join the cult. Mm. And then when Malachi drops like a vignette package, like the one where he's like, he's preaching at Brody King and Brody king got like the big like black like, gown thing on. Yeah. And with, like the spit and the black mist on him. And then now Brody's indoctrinated. Yeah. Mm. Um, it, it'd be cool if we get like another one for like Buddy this week, yeah. Whereas realistically, I think Buddy's probably just gonna come like show up and just knee pens his face off. <laughs> um, maybe maybe just 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 Buddy this pack, please. That'd be nice, yeah. All over uh, that, all over that. But yeah, I, I'm very excited. Um, uh, I, I feel for me and Ben were, talking, were saying on the AEW podcast, which you can go check out wherever all podcasts are available. Um, we were we were saying like that this kind of creative direction that he's took with the House of Black is one of the most like intriguing things in wrestling at the moment. Absolutely. As yeah. far as just presentation and everything else. Yeah, um, yeah. Something else that would be intriguing to see crossover into the House of Black verse would be um, the Broken Universe. Matt Hardy has revealed on his, um, oh, shit, I can't remember what it's called. Now. He's got a YouTube show. Mm-hmm. Um, he revealed that he'd like to bring back the broken universe when Brother Nero was free. So when Jeff's 90 days are up. yeah, yeah. And he's also spoken to Dan Housen about integrating him into it.
0: <laughs> Amazing.
1: Before Dan Housen got signed to WWE, uh, WWE to AEW, I should say. Uh, apparently, there was a conversation of flying Danhausen out to the Hardy compound to record like some skits together of Danhausen oh, broke Hardy. It'd be fucking awesome. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I I don't know if it's on Danhausen YouTube, but certainly on his Patreon, he did an interview with Matt Hardy, um, where over the Zoom call, Matt Hardy kept changing gimmick. Really, so he started off as Big Money Matt, and then he turned into Broken Matt, and him and Danhausen were having just like the most fucking bizarre conversation. <laughs> <laughs> and then he eventually, like, kind of went back to... He went to uh, Damascus as well, the, the, like, more evil version of big of, uh, Broken Matt Hardy. Right. Uh, it, was, it was fucking wild. <laughs> that's fucking mental. <laughs> yeah. Right. Um, that's really all, I... The rest of- for uh,
0: AW, yeah. Right. Rest of the world, then. Let's get into it. Um we recently were down in Camden for uh, Camden at the the electric ballroom. Can remember what it was called then for Progress's most recent show, Progress 129, I to choose you, uh, which was fucking excellent as always. Now I was meant to jot in the results here.
1: It, it was an called Ralph Wigan Mania, but uh, there was a there was a um a copyright dispute.
0: Sure, sure. <laughs> Um, it was a but great
1: show. We I'm just getting the results up now.
0: Okay, cool. Um, particular standouts from that: there was the the four man like cruiserweight match, essentially, wasn't it? Which the, was
1: yeah, the opening madness surprise star match, which was Danny Black defeat and Callum Newman, Joe Lando and Maverick Mayhew, which was absolutely absolutely outstanding. Yeah. Some of some of the spots in that match, I was just like, what? <laughs> that it's was
0: a, that was a banger.
1: Was so that good. Was, That was one of my favourite matches of the show. Um, We got Spike Trevay defeating Man Like the Race. um, That was good. Which was a really fun match. Uh, Spike Trevay is just a horrible man. (laughs) 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 We got um, Gene Money defeating Brendan White of the Greedy Souls. Um, That was a fun match. Uh, Sunshine Machine defeating Charles Crowley and Elijah and Northwest Strong, the team of Kane and Krishna and uh, Luke Jacobs. Um, That was awesome. That was a banger as well. Uh Charles Crowley's great. fucking superb as well. If you don't know who he is, check oh, it out. Oh, his entrance is tremendous. It's like yeah. the great old man meets wrestling.
0: Yeah.
1: Um and Sunshine Machine is just dead fun to watch, aren't they? Yeah, man. <laughs> they uh, they were they uh, like
0: well, Chuck and Mambo them. and TK, TK Cooper? Cooper.
1: That's it. Yeah. Uh, we got the Ring of Honor World Championship defended in a um pure rules match. Jonathan Gresham defeating Dean Olmark. and that was tremendous. That was well.
0: superb, yeah. Um, Everything was super. It wasn't a bad match on the car. That uh, was,
1: was a brilliant <laughs> show. Um, we got the Progress Women's Championship number one contendership match uh, in a Thunder Bastard match. <laughs> uh, Kanji defeated Charlie Morgan, Lana Austin, Mercedes Blaze, Session Moth Martina, Sky Smitten and Taonga. Um, that was so good. That was good. Lana it was really impressed cool. as uh, Alexis Falcon as well.
0: <laughs> we saw straight through it as soon as she came out.
1: <laughs> uh, I love Lana. <laughs> um and in the main event, Karan Noir successfully defended the Progress World Championship against Swerve, the realist. Um, Christ
0: alive.
1: And Swerve was kicking the shit out of Cara in that match. Yeah, man. That was, <laughs> <blood>. um, <laughs> that was superb. Yeah. After the after the main event, um we got the ma- the main event of the next Progress show announced. Um as Jonathan Gresham confronted Karen Noir. And
0: champion it, versus champion.
1: Yeah. Uh, um, dodge, dip, duck, dive, dodge uh, on March the 20th at the Electric Ballroom. Uh, Gresham versus Noir, champion versus champion. Cannot wait. I think that's going to be a draw, but at the same time, I wouldn't be upset if Gresham won that. No, I wouldn't either. Because it means he's going to come a really to cool. progress <laughs> Exactly, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> um, <Okay. laughs>
0: Speaking of future Progress events, uh, as you mentioned, there's the Dodge Dip, Duck Dive Dodge uh, event on March the 20th. And then in that week, to celebrate Progress's 10th anniversary, as a gauntlet of events they're putting on, uh, starting with Who Run the World, 22nd of March at the Dome uh, Tufnell Park. It's a, an all-women's show. Then the next day, on the 23rd, we've got Roy Johnson's Everything Patterned, again, at the Dome Tufnell Park as a celebration of uh, black and, and ethnic minority like wrestlers and stuff is really really cool. Uh, the first one he ran was at uh, Wrestling Resurgence a couple of years ago, so yeah, well worth checking out, it'd be really fun. Uh, and then the culmination of that 10 year anniversary, chapter 131, it's just entitled 10th Anniversary Show on the 25th of March at the Garage in London. And I believe the main event for that is Cara Noir against Ilya Dragunov,
1: yeah,
0: <laughs> again. And
1: wouldn't be upset if uh, Ilya won the belt off Cara. No, man. If he's got it's it by not, then. It's not that I want to see Cara lose. It's just I'm, I'm thinking...
0: Everyone that he faces would also be a good champion. I'm,
1: I'm thinking, who who do I want to see take the belt off him? Mm.
0: Yeah. Uh, and then, finally, um, they announced yesterday... Uh, their Super Strong Style 16 show, a three-day event taking place between the 3rd and 5th of June, back at the Electric Ballroom in Camden, with Swerve being a first announced entry. Oh, I'm going to be going to a lot of wrestling shows the next few months.
1: Uh, yeah, I'm going to make my book the Super Strong Style, definitely. Absolutely. Yeah. Annoyingly, I don't know if I can get to any of those other shows. Oh man. Yeah. I'm gonna I'm gonna do my best to get to the 10th anniversary one.
0: Yeah.
1: Um but I'm definitely gonna go to super strong style 16. Absolutely. Um moving on, uh Ring of Honors Hall of Fame announced um the f- I don't know if it's the final or they seem to allude it was the final entry into the their Hall of Fame. Um CM Punk, which is
0: a surprise yeah. to absolutely no one, but
1: rightfully deserved. Makes the most sense in the world. Joining um, yeah. the Briscoe, Samoa Joe and Brian Danielson. What a first class.
0: Yeah. what What's mad is, like, I don't know how often Ring of Honor are planning on doing these, if they're making it an annual thing, because you've you've got four headliners there on one, one Hall of Fame <laughs> event. So that makes me think, oh, maybe they're not doing it annually. Is it a one-off or is it bi-annually or what? Because you could put all of those in as... A headliner of the Hall of Fame, if you like.
1: I reckon Loki's sat in somewhere just seething. <laughs>
0: yeah.
1: gonna, he's gonna he's gonna wear an act this by kicking an innocent person in the face. Do
0: <laughs> you yeah. not surprise me that I don't see in there?
1: Hmm?
0: And that's Nigel McGuinness.
1: Maybe it's because contracts WWE.
0: Ah, uh, maybe.
1: All, all those guys are guys that aren't under contract. That's true.
0: Well, no. Brian Danielson's under contract.
1: The WWE, sorry I meant.
0: Oh, right, right. Okay, fair enough.
1: Like Samoa Joe, they only announced after he got released.
0: <laughs> right, right. I see. Fair enough. Okay. Well, it's pretty cool anyway. Um, all four mm-hmm. more than deserving entrants. Um mm-hmm. And we'll wrap up. Last little bit of news. The Wrestling Observer Newsletter Readership Awards for 2022 are out. And in reverse numerical order uh, from 10 up to one uh, honorable mention uh, goes to will Osprey uh, in 10th mm-hmm. place John Moxley uh, number nine I can't pronounce that that's,
1: that's a she-
0: that's the one there you go I'm terrible with pronouncing any like Japanese Chinese oriental names um, Adam page number eight. Uh, Shuri, number seven CM Punk, number six Uh Utami Hayash, I can't pronounce that one either Hayashita There you go, number five <laughs> That's why we're friends, number four Brian Danielson, number three Shingo Takagi, I can pronounce that one Number two, Roman Reigns oh. And number one Kenny Omega
1: To the surprise of absolutely no one
0: Yeah, I mean you look at it, it was
1: it was a landslide wasn't it <laughs> I mean, what what's what's mad is like the internet imploded about this, and it's like you've just got to, like, as you were saying before, you've just got to look at like the laundry list of injuries you've got, yeah, and then the quality of work he's put out with that laundry list of injuries, and go, yeah, yeah, that's fair, yeah, take that,
0: yeah, yeah, Um, yeah, I I mostly agree with that. I mean, some of them I I I don't know of two or three on there, Um, but yeah, certainly top four, I do. Agree with that?
1: Yeah, I would say I mean it's it's insane that Danielson's like that high up when you think he had six months out. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> not not that it's not deserved. Jesus Christ, he'll probably be number one next year. And um, he's wrestled
0: in two different promotions in a year. He's been at he's been at a wrestle he's headlined a WrestleMania and then gone on to join AEW in the same calendar year.
1: He's, First man to wrestle for um, both WWE and AW World, World Championships. in um, And in a, a year. <laughs> in the, best, in the, the same calendar year.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Insane.
1: It's mental. Yeah. Um, Fair play. Yeah. Uh, the real yeah. honourable mention should have been Ricky Starks there as well. <laughs> of course it should. Of course just it should. Just that. <laughs> Ricky Okay.
0: And that is the news for this week. Thank you, as always, for joining us. If you don't already, please do drop us a follow on our social media outlets, Facebook, YouTube and Instagram at Untitled Wrestling Podcast and Twitter, Twitch and Discord at Untitled Wrestling Pod. Uh We've got a new series out on YouTube, if you didn't already know, and there are new episodes of our free to watch along available every Monday and Thursday, released at 6 p.m. Uh, we will be adding some uh, bonus episodes on there, so make sure you hit the like and subscribe button to be the first to know when they are uploaded. We'll catch you next time, guys. Bye! <laughs>
1: <laughs> Hello, yes, Dan Housen here. Dan Housen has been summing. You must love this podcast, Housen, the Untitled Wrestling Podcast, Housen. <laughs>